following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> another, Meat, edition, another edition of Mix Shots here inside the SWBC podcast studio. Bill Jones with Mickey Spagnola and... Uh, Everson Walls has learned over the years how to handle uh, tardiness, right? Make hey, sure you let, time, somebody, let know. somebody know. It's okay to be tardy as long as you call or text ahead and let them know that uh, you're still out on the golf course. My uh, Keyshawn Johnson <laughs> story from training camp uh-huh. that year. Yeah. Uh, the first year he was back here w- with uh, Bill Parcells <laughs> and uh, – he had gone. <laughs> oh, Everson got bigger. Keyshawn, I'll, I'll sit in until you come. We're an Nate, o- Nate Newton has joined yes. us now. Uh, we're in Oxnard, right? And uh, Keyshawn went up to Santa Barbara to see his daughter in a Michael Jordan basketball camp, and it was on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever been on uh, the 101 on Sunday mm-hmm. coming south. It's bumper to bumper the whole way, right? Because everybody goes up to the hills and you know from L.A. to get out of town. And he got in that bumper to bumper traffic, and he looked at his watch, and he goes, "I am not going to make it back." So <laughs> he calls Parcells and says, "Okay, coach, let me know how much the fine is because I ain't making it back in time." It's one thing to call Parcells and let him know he's going to be late, <laughs> and, and, and Everson has been in that position before. Yeah, I bet. And um, it's another thing to call Mickey and let him know that's I'm right. Be late. And it's like, okay, hey, be on time. Uh, <laughs> so, so anyway yep and nate is here hi nate how you guys doing so Good. before we dive into football did you guys watch a little baseball history last night I, what uh, happened i saw the highlights of it i, got I was actually, in my eye i'm not i'm not tearful right. over it but uh, <laughs> <laughs> so i i happened to be uh the mlb game of the night was the white Sox in cleveland and it was a big game in the pennant race, right? So I'm watching. It was it. why? Well, they were only three games. Oh, really? Okay. I was oh, wondering. No, they were only four. I games was. Back. I I tuned in and I was wondering why there were so many people at that game. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. That it, shows how far baseball is off the radar. Four games. Four games back, but they had a three-game series with Cleveland. Okay, go ahead. In first we place. Anyway, they were breaking in every time Judge came to bat, right? So they broke in in the ninth inning, and I swear to God, you guys. When I saw him start to swing before he hit the ball, I'm going, this is a home run. This is going to be number 60, right? And sure enough, he just clobbered it. Okay. Ties, I, we, uh, Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. Number 60. 97 years ago. Wow. 1927. He and he's one away from the American League record, right. Roger Maris. Uh, 61. And really the record most people <laughs> recognize. Acknowledged. Right? <laughs> Uh, aren't you glad you came in here, Nate? Uh, you know, no, he's, he's learning. No, I'm down. No, I'm down with Yankee baseball. Uh-huh. I, I am because uh, it's just just a great thing, you know. And hey, hey it is what it is. All right, so we showed the highlight last night. Did you? And Doug Dunbar, our news anchor, said that looked like that pitch was grooved. To me. <laughs> yeah, it was right down the <laughs> I, pipe. I said, well, you know, they're playing the Pirates, and it's not like the Pirates have anything to play for. Well, and all I had to do was wait a few more batters, and then. They were down uh, eight, 
8-4 when he hit the home run. Mm -hmm. And then it, by the time the inning was over, it was the ninth. Uh, guy hit a walk-off grand slam. Well, it wasn't just a guy. It was Giancarlo yes, Stanton. It's a right. walk-off grand slam. And yeah. so. so who who is coming out of American and who is coming out of the National this year, mate? Baseball-wise, <laughs> the Yankees have been pretty darn good. The Astros, and are the good. Astros are good too. So, yeah. so the drum beating and all of that still don't stop the Astros. And then, and then, <laughs> <laughs> they figured out a different way. To do yeah. it. And the Dodgers are like a runaway on the other side, right? Mm -hmm. And all yeah. uh, overall. All right, enough baseball. But anyway, talk. the Cowboys are out there doing a walkthrough. They are. Yes, they're out there on the field right now. This is what on a ninety-nine degree day, last day of summer. This is what they're doing with their extra day for the Monday night game. So they'll go. Basically, their regular schedule will be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday before they head to New York. Yeah. All right. Do you want to hit the uh, news that uh, hit yesterday afternoon that yes. uh, surprised some people? Somewhat surprised me. Mm -hmm. uh, the Cowboys released wide receiver, rookie wide receiver Dennis Houston, who basically was the third receiver in these first two games. So that is surprising when you're yes. releasing someone who has essentially been a starter the first two games. But Nate and I have talked about it, and you know they probably they they need a roster spot, uh, especially if indeed that Dalton Schultz can't get back and he's got a sprained PCL, and you know if he has to miss a game that leaves him. We talked about it yesterday with two rookie tight ends. And they like to play a lot of two tight end. So you probably need another tight end up for And the game. Sean McEwen is the guy on the practice squad right. tight end. Right. Or if they find somebody, but they would have found him already, right, in free agency. Well, they do have an extra day this week. Yeah, but to, to look. Uh -huh. I have an extra gripe. <laughs> an extra gripe. See, these are the moves that I don't understand. And maybe you guys can break it down to me a little bit better. Why? Why, why, why him? Why, no, why is he in your rotation? Oh, to, to start to, with. Yeah, and, and, and he that, – that don't work. That's not logic in my mind. He's essentially, like you said, be a starter, mm -hmm. and now he's not there. That, that don't work, Nick. Well, here's the deal. It, that was Dak's boy, they and might, I guess no Dak, no him? No, Well, no, it was actually Cooper's boy because uh, Coop uh, was with him on the second team during yeah. uh, during training camp. But but he was with the first team but in, he during was, training, and, camp. And then yes. training camp. I mean, when I got to camp a few days late, and that's another story, um, um, he was he was taking the reps ones. ahead of James Washington yes. before James Washington went down. Well, no, James Washington got hurt right away. No, he was. This was before James Washington <laughs> well, got hurt. Dennis, Dennis Houston was was taking reps with the first team ahead of James Washington because he would hurt in the off season. Well, but but James Washington was healthy at that yeah, point. Right, he, he was out there and he he wasn't hindered at all. But to Nate's point, he was Dak's guy in the off season. So that's what's see, surprising that's, about it. Just you know, help me and the fans understand. The only thing I can yes. understand is um, that Jalen Tolbert must be ready to go. Okay. And Michael Gallup might be ready to go. Right. Okay. And, and then because they needed an open roster spot, they're going to have to let somebody go. Here's the I other, just here's never the other understood thing. That. Here's the other thing that. Right or wrong, right. might factor into the decision. Right. All right. 
Dennis Houston is an undrafted guy out of Western Illinois. Right. Yes. And they're Jalen Tolbert is a third round pick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Semi Fihoko was a fifth round yes. pick last year. And they what they are hoping is that when other teams look at the way they graded Dennis Houston coming out of college in the spring, they keep that they had, they'll keep that thought, and they yeah. haven't changed that thought after seeing him and getting the reports out of here, uh, that maybe he'll slide through and they can put him on the practice squad. Because like, other teams have, other, have Dennis Houston's on their roster, too. And they have some teams. Now it only takes one that yeah. doesn't have a roster dilemma. You and, know, I, and I'll and guarantee you, receiver. yeah. And and when you're looking for somebody that can get through and then sign them back to your practice squad. Now, now they tried that they with tried Ridgeway. It with Ridgeway, but Ridgeway was a fifth round pick, right? Mm-hmm. And he's three hundred and. Eighty pounds? Well, not eighty. <laughs> Three thirty, probably. And everybody's looking for a big body, right? At this time, yeah. And, and the Cowboys are looking at it too. Maybe in a Dennis Houston case. Okay, let's say he gets picked up by another team. Well, a few weeks from now, when Dak is back, he, he might be. <laughs> he uh, he might get released by that team. They might be able to pick him up when the situation changes. But you're right. It is curious that someone that you felt so highly about, even to the point where he's. You know, in the first yeah. two regular season games, getting so they snaps. have to play a hunch, yeah. and we'll yeah. see if they're right. Okay, if, if okay, he, that shows what, how how crunched they are on their roster right now. Yeah, especially with guys since that they value, and, and and especially when you're carrying some guys on the roster that are hurt that can't play, right? Um, and so, you know, Connor McGovern's probably not ready this week. You know, that's high ankle sprain, right? His was a. Uh, Yes, ankle. That that is a minimum of four weeks. I don't. That's a minimum. Everybody says two to four, don't they? Now that, wow, and, and I, I, you know, I got to say that the training staff don't believe that. You know, they they know they know. Uh, the optimistic coaching staff and maybe a few of the scouting guys may see different, but we've been around enough of these high ankle sprains. Yeah. You know, if you if he do get back, boy, I I would like to see the doses they give him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And they're carrying J. Ron Curse still, and you know he, you know he could miss uh, more time with the the uh, sprained knee, right? His yes, was a, his was a knee. Yes, uh, and they're carrying Dak, right? So you've got a bunch of guys that you could have put on IR, but they're hopeful to get back in time. Then see, this is kind of the price you pay. Now, we'll see if what happens with Dennis Houston, yes. if he gets picked up. If he does get picked up by another team, then that's the price you pay for trying to play it to where maybe A.J. Ron Curse will get back before that four-week period would have been up if you had put him on injured reserve right. last week, or in the case of Dak or, or McGovern or any of those injured players. It, it that's just, you that's know, the game they're playing right now. It's, it's, it is not a dangerous game because, uh, you know, as much as I, I like to see a free agent do well, okay, if somebody do pick up Houston – Oh well, right. Okay, and, right. And, and and when you're looking <laughs> right. long range, you're counting on Gallup coming back. You're counting on Washington coming back. Yes. Uh, you're counting on. Um, so you playing the long ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you got two guys there that you know, and and and, and so at at some point, and Noah Brown's playing well. So th- now there's four. And really, when you when you sign Dennis Houston, mm-hmm. you expected that. 
probably he would be on the practice squad. Even yes. if things work yeah. out very well and he and he shows well in the preseason, in all likelihood, being an undrafted guy in his rookie year, he's going to be a practice squad player. Yes, sir. And he would have had to beat out Noah Brown or Simi. And they're going to hang with Simi because they, I think they've seen something. This. The, the, the thing is, you know, let me ask you guys, and I'm going to jump totally off right quick. I'm going to jump totally off. Uh, you're going to have to use this kid sooner or later, Simi. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah. You, you can't keep – potential never does anything sitting on the bench. Well, they got him a few snaps these um, – this last game. But um, but even we had Houston ahead had of six him. Snap, he had 16 snaps the first week against Tampa Bay and six against Cincinnati. But all of those snaps should have been not to Houston, but to to him. Well. So, so, the teams that prosper in development saying, you know what? This is who we drafted. We, we pride ourselves on being that team. you got to give him the reps. See, like now, everybody's so gung-ho on Peterson being the left guard, not me. You're starting to get a, a groove. The, the groove is with these two rookies, these two young guys, Forniak and, and, and the left tackle. Let's let them work. Let the coaches see what these guys – you're in your third preseason game coming up. Mm-hmm. Let these coaches adapt and get these guys right and developed. Okay, we throw funny act back on there, and that's why I say Peter's going there. And all of a sudden, no, he, yeah, I mean, by yeah. the way, and by the way, for those who have not heard yeah. Nate talk about these, his 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 thoughts on these <laughs> September games. These are preseason yes, games they in are. his mind in, in <laughs> September, and the real season starts in October. October. Yes, no, it does. Thank you, Bill. Yeah. Uh, okay. you're so. I just, I'm just I thinking some people out there might. Say, oh, now Nate thinks it's this is preseason. <laughs> no, Everson should be running in here to get this knowledge. I mean, you two guys, man, a wealth of knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> And, and I think, I, and no matter what other people think of Peters, I yeah. still think that if he gets on, is someone knocking at the door. <laughs> someone knocking at the door. Uh, we'll get to a break we'll get here to in it a, a second. Break. But I was just going to finish the thought, and we can go to break. <laughs> Peters, I think if he ever gets active, he's the backup tackle slash guard. <laughs> I don't uh, think he's immediately going into a starting lineup. Looks like a cubby at the door. All right. When yeah. we come okay. back, Y'all you're on good. mixed shots in just a moment. Thank you, Nate. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.
Back, back to mixed shots. Cape Post Roofing and Waterproofing, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys from corporate homes to your home. Have your roof checked by choice, not by chance. Call now, 214-225-4860, capepostcompany.com. Dynamic, that was dynamic. And look who's here now, Everson Walls. Hey, I've been here. What are you talking about? Uh, we, uh, <laughs> we talked about it off the top. You've learned a lot in your time where you know that if you if you're gonna, it's okay to be tardy as mm-hmm. long as you text or call ahead and let people know that you're going to be tardy. I sent you a snapshot of my location. <laughs> <laughs> Almost a pin drop lets you know I'm close, baby. And uh, how did it go? I was playing well. Yep. My, my my short game was good. I put I two birdie putts. I got a, I actually the You're approach at Cowboys shots, Golf Club. Cowboys Golf Club. I, we were out there for a charity. It was uh, I think it was Special Olympics. It was a good job. Oh, that's yeah, funny. Did he did job. send a snapshot. <laughs> you see that? <laughs> he was. Yeah, I'm on it, bro. Hey. I'm on you it, You don't believe bro. me? Here I am. Here I am, baby. Yep. <laughs> when you're at Cowboys, do you drive your own cart? With your you know what? It. Hey, it's amazing that you mentioned that. My golf mate had my cart. He should, and I had Darren Woodson's cart. I said, that's two of my favorite people right there. <laughs> Myself and, <laughs> and Darren Woodson. I love it. Uh, all right, let's just to clear up our first segment, we talked a lot about the release of Dennis Houston. Cowboys hope to get him to the practice squad if he clears waivers. Um, now, and as, as Everson pointed out, okay, so that means Gallup's going to be ready to go. Well, we'll see on Gallup, okay. But they don't have to make a roster move in order for Gallup to play this week. Yes. He's already on the 53. And so the significance of this move from a roster standpoint would be perhaps to get Sean McEwen from the practice squad, creates a spot there. They've got uh, multiple moves they have to make uh, to bring up practice squad guys. And they can, and they can hold off on – Will Greer, because you get three call-ups, so you use him. He's got two more weeks to go. He's got two more weeks to go, and then maybe by then Dak's ready to come back. If he's not, then... And this week, this week, the other call-up was Alec Lindstrom, right. uh, backup interior lineman. And so we'll see where – and so that they've got two more weeks for him uh, in that regard. And maybe by and, then and, McGovern's back in time. Right. And they don't have and to And then if you're move. thinking Jason Peters, they haven't used any call-ups on him, obviously. Right. And so they can, they can play with that for a little bit. But, right. it's, but it's a maximum three call-ups per player. Exactly. So. Yeah, but the, the main thing is – is Dak being too aggressive? That's what I want to know. They're talking two weeks now. Started off two. Well, what? Jerry, Jerry on his radio show, he admitted he was being very optimistic. And, <laughs> and well, in two weeks from yesterday would not mean the Washington game. Because that two weeks from yesterday would be the Tuesday after the Washington game, right? So that would, and be, that would be the Rams. So then be the Rams game, which would be the fourth game of the season, right? So he's speaking or the fifth game of fifth. the season. He was speaking alternative truth. No, he was he was speaking truth. he was speaking truth. It was uh, you just had to do the math on. You had to be looking at a calendar. When you say he's speaking truth, uh, but I'm not listening <laughs> to anything you said before that. He's speaking truth, but no, no, no. There's no well, but after truth. <laughs> I, I think what I think what everybody needs to understand is that they're all everybody's now worried about rushing him back. I am. I am. They're not going to rush. The the medical people will not rush him back. The bone might rush him back if it's healed. 
If it's not, then they're not going to send him out there. Uh, he needs his right hand. He needs the thumb, right? He does. And he can't play with a protective covering on it. You can't throw the football with whatever he has on mm-hmm. his hand right now. And the stitches aren't even out yet. They're supposed to be out, what did Mike say, at the end of this week? So to, the end of this week to me is Thursday or Friday mm-hmm. or Saturday. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think after the stitches come out, they probably x-ray it again and see what's going on. The fact that they put a plate in there will facilitate, you know, the healing. It'll go faster. Uh, but, again, the wound's got to close. He's got to be able to grip the ball. The bone's got to heal. So, and, and let's let's be real. When he comes back, and every, he's going to get hit again. Every that's what I'm saying. We're still every time that he gets a close rush, right? We're going to be oh, you know, looking at that hand. And so, to me, as much as we worry about him getting back, we should worry about the protection. There's, I I just don't feel comfortable. Uh, putting him back there if we're not going to protect him the way we have to and if he's not going to get the ball out sooner than Mm -hmm. he should. Uh, Because as we look at it, I think we've talked yesterday, I was talking with someone, you look at Aaron Rodgers and you look at uh, Brady. The reason that they stay healthy is because they know when to get rid of the ball and their protection is there for them. Those two things must happen. So that's on the quarterback and the O-line. There you go. There you go. All right. Um, so, and, and by the way, speaking of injuries, hmm. I saw the Giants have one that's significant. Uh, their defensive tackle Leonard Williams uh, has a sprained MCL, and while the head coach says day to day, we know sprained MCLs are usually two to four. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, their rookie defensive end Thibodeau. Sprained his MCL. Oh wow, that's the, that's the guy. That's the that's the talker. He that was August twenty second that he sprained his okay. MCL, and at that point they said out three to four weeks. And he's still not ready to play in this game, and this is three weeks. And the rookies playing the season. So so I'm saying, yeah. I mean, Thibodeau's no, no, not, not ready. He's yeah. not playing. Okay. He's not ready yet, and so yeah, Leonard Williams is probably out, and that's significant. That that's a big boy in the middle there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and well, I, they expect big things from him. And I read that he has played 114 straight games in his career, 71 with the Jets, 43 with the. I Giants. think I recall a couple of years ago, in the, about this time of the season, the Cowboys played the Jets, an infamous game that the Jets won. <laughs> yes, uh, I think Leonard Williams was having some issues then too, and wound up playing in that yes. game. Yeah. So. Well, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. So just because they say that he might not be playing. Uh, well, they haven't said that. Yeah. It was pointed out that with that injury, that's usually, you know, uh, the time. But that would be significant because, number one, obviously how good he is. But number two, they like to blitz a lot. And so if you've got a big guy like that in the middle that can stop the run if you get caught blitzing, uh, it kind of minimizes. You know, uh, and they've, of course, with the new coaching staff, new defensive coordinator as well, who used to be the Ravens' defensive coordinator, and that would be Don Wink Martindale mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. New York Giants. Kind of yeah, I was going to ask you. Wink, Wink yeah. Martindale. And that's Very all one well word, right? It's, it's not. Just, 
<laughs> Wink hyphen Martindale. <laughs> Wink is his nickname. When there are some, some. We'll we'll get into that. TV yeah, let's get into that later. That yeah, Martindale. That's too delicate for me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean it's and it's a Giants team. Boy, they've got it going on there. I mean they, you know, and he's got they got the good old college atmosphere that they're trying ah, to they're stir okay. up for this game. And they're okay. You try to ride the momentum and. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask Everson what they asked me today. So What's that, when you, buddy? When you play in an atmosphere like that, they're going to pass out white towels. Everybody's going to be fired up. They're 2-0. and It's mm-hmm. a new staff. Mm-hmm. From a visiting team, does any of that ever affect you? If you're not trying to get calls in, right? It, it, it doesn't affect the visiting team as much as it, it uplifts the home team. That was my answer. That is so true. Okay. Well, well, with the Cowboys. Yeah. You know, the way we were um, waving the towels just this Sunday, uh, that elevated our team. There's no doubt about it. Uh, guys were more alert, a uh, lot fewer mistakes, fewer penalties. But the team that comes in, they can remedy that by just being themselves, being the good team that they are. Uh, because when it comes down to it, Emotion doesn't override performance and responsibility. Mm -hmm. So if you come in as a visiting team and you do your job, you're where you're supposed to be, and you let all of that other emotion uh, have nothing to do with your performance, as long as your performance is is credible, you can go in there and win easily. And I I mean easily. I mean easily. And by the way, speaking of uh, as long as you can get the plays in, so – Quinn pointed out on that last defensive possession they Too had. Too many guys on the field? No. Uh, the one where Diggs made the tackle, yes. forced him to punt. Yes. The communication to the helmet on the field was out. Well, theirs was out too, okay, to call the play in. Yeah. But after like 18 seconds. I found out it, you're, the communication is supposed to go off at 15 seconds. 15 seconds, seconds. Right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the guy controlling that, evidently, <laughs> I don't know if he got involved in the game, went to sleep, but he, I don't think he turned it on. Pretty sure he did not go to sleep. <laughs> he, t- he, he didn't have the button on after he turned it off on the previous play. You know why? Because everyone's enamored with Jerry's world. I told <laughs> even, you the referees the, are the same the worker, way. Even the workers. I mean, come no, on, he's guys. not a referee. Yeah, no, but he's still an official that's in his, the game. That's his job. Right. You, we could do that job. But that's their job to not throw flags when they're supposed to throw them. And that's their job to see infractions that uh, no one else sees because, I don't know, it's something about Jerry's world. I'm not blaming on Jerry. Of course, I love the place. But I think there's a, a distraction there that's always getting into the human element But that guy has probably been up there for years doing that. Yeah, well, what's he doing then? Well, I don't know. <laughs> he didn't either. And the other thing I, I didn't realize, it's like, you know, they got to turn it off so they can't be talking to him when they get to the mm-hmm. line of scrimmage. And so my question was, well, what happens if they go no huddle? And it's like as soon as the ball snapped, the communication to the quarterback and whoever it has on defense, yeah. it goes off. Yeah. So they can't talk to him while so the what do you think happened then? What do you think happened then? I'm telling you what I'm happened. I'm telling you. Oh, you think they turned it off to hurt the other no, team? No, I just think people Which just get Which was a Marcel's Belichick thing. Yeah, they opened up the, the drawbridge <laughs> just so your field goals can go out. Of it. But no, I just I truly think the human element of this entire thing it gets in the way. We, we get enamored with We get caught up. You're going to tell me referees don't get caught up. 
they get caught up. So anyway, the, the Cowboys, Quinn said that they were able to communicate uh, to the coach, through the coaches' uh, headsets, and then whoever was on the sideline got the play in the defensive call in on time. Thank God. But yeah, otherwise we'd be talking that about was a this big, in a whole nother I mean, that was a big play, mm-hmm, right? He doesn't mm-hmm. make that ta- – it was it huge. Was third and four, third, third and three. three yeah, right? we called it maybe the biggest play of the game. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Oh, there's no doubt it wasn't. And that's why there was a little, as Quinn said, there was a lot of chaos on the <laughs> sideline at that point. And in the booth. Do you, you think there was chaos on the Cowboys' sideline? Oh, what about on the Bengals' sideline? He, he, so, I don't know if he said or I was told, but they were running down the they were running down the sideline to Yelling. get the call in, right? <laughs> don't you know they're still talking about it with the Bengals? That, yeah. That, that, right, they must have done it on they purpose. Did it. Yep. That's right. Key point of the game. That stuff happens a lot to us. Trust me. So anyway, when we mentioned, about I guarantee you in Cincinnati, in. they think it happens mm-hmm. more to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, they're about like us. I said it in the, during the game. Sometimes they play as dumb as we do, and sometimes we play dumb. Yeah, the penalties, unnecessary penalties. The ability That's a great it. point. And, and when you're talking about a backup quarterback like Cooper Rush and the importance of taking care of the football, because sometimes the other team, whether it's the Bengals, the Giants, or the Vikings, whoever, yeah, they might do some dumb stuff just like you're prone to do or some dumb you get, stuff. <laughs> or you get lucky. We look at uh, Cooper's well, – I don't know if we talked about this yesterday. Cooper Rush, last win, his only other win, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Do you recall how uh, uh, lucky we were? The the last touchdown to Cooper, right? If you recall, Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. Uh, the DB went for the pick. I think it went right through his hands. Maybe. And it bounced up into Cooper's arms for a touchdown. You recall that? I don't remember the bounce. It, 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 it the the DB had it. They played a slant. He jumped it. He missed it. Cooper catches it. Oh, that's right. And yes. Then he t- tried and it that's the, the winning zone. touchdown. Okay, so here we go. Third down, fourth down, whatever it was. He's not throwing to Brown. He was throwing to the tight end coming across, shorter route. But it gets tipped, and Brown goes for it. I mean, how, you can be lucky in two starts. Would you, would you rather be lucky or good? In this case? <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, I also uh, found out, or no, Quinn pointed it out, that uh, during training camp, uh, McCarthy, during when they were in team and they were doing basically advanced the ball type stuff, he'd say, okay, uh, communication's off. Hmm. Now deal with it. That's like, smart. I like couldn't that. Couldn't get the play into the mm-hmm. quarterback okay, mm-hmm. or to the defense. Now s- signal in like you have to signal in mm-hmm. the call or scream it in, one of the two. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you could scream it in if you could hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and they probably wouldn't know what you were saying. The other team wouldn't. Yeah, it depends on what stadium you're in. If yeah, you're trying right. to scream it yeah, in. Yeah, that one you probably wouldn't, <laughs> you wouldn't hear anything. Do we were doing the wild. wave at that time. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and to wrap up this segment, I mentioned Don Wink Martindale, mm-hmm. yes. the defensive coordinator for the New York Giants. And the reason I mention him, if you watch the Ravens' defense here in the last few years, that may, you may be getting a dose of that with the Giants on Monday night. His nickname, Wink, he got it when he was in college at Defiance College in Ohio. What? And they called him Wink Martindale because he shared the same last name as the longtime game show host, Wink Martindale, who has a star on the 
in Hollywood. Wow, and, that's yeah. that's some good information. And uh, Mickey, oh, these are some of the Mickey's favorite game shows from the past. <laughs> he hosted Gambit, Tic Tac Doe, High Rollers, and Debt. And there you have it. Damn. Wink Martin. I never heard story. of any of those, man. I'm old. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and Mix Shots continues in a moment. Back, back, back to Mick Shots. Single game tickets. They are limited for the 2022 Dallas Cowboys season at AT&T Stadium, and they're available now. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash tickets or SeatGeek.com, the official ticket provider of AT&T Stadium. Man, you got energy today, man. Spaz. I do. That's pretty good, bro. That's right. He, uh... That is, well, you weren't off yesterday like the players were. No, but I you was got not. You re-energized. <laughs> I think a win does that for you. I it does it? it? Yeah. Gets everybody you know, juiced? It, yeah, that's right. You know, it does. It's, it's you know, your team, uh, it, for fans out there, their team wins, and they just come into the office on Monday, and they're feeling an extra bounce in their step. Mm-hmm. And, Matter of fact, yeah. I was giving some of the youngins uh, a little philosophy lesson the other day because they were talking about, oh, this feels so much better than last week. And I said, why? Did that change how you work? And they go, oh, everybody's in such a good mood. I said, you got to learn that when they lose – if you did your job, you didn't lose. So mm. don't let that drag you down. Yeah, buddy. Hey, my thing was I tried to take a lot of pride in if we're losing, I try not to look like a loser out there. Body language, performance, and everything. I remember it was one of Parcells. It might have been his first year. And we met at the crossing in the in the breezeway at the, at the ranch. And they had just lost, and it was Monday, and I could see him coming. And you couldn't and, avoid him. And I, and I basically, <laughs> you know, instead of just saying hi, I said, hi, how's it going? He goes, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> and I learned, I said, okay. After, I think he would rather you wouldn't have said after anything. After that, yeah. I, it's just hi, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> All right, a report from Giants practice going on now. Uh-huh. Defensive lineman Leonard Williams not spotted at practice. Mm. Wide receiver Sterling Shepard, a rest day. Wide receiver Kadarius Tony. Wait, Tony. a rest, not a rest day. 
a I thought he got <laughs> arrested. <laughs> a rest day. A yes, pause. Sterling. A pause. Yes. Rest day. Wide receiver Kadarius Tony hamstring. Wide receiver Wandale Robinson knee. Cornerback Aaron Robinson appendicitis, and cornerback Nick McLeod hamstring. And there you're caught up with what's happening with the Giants right now. Oh, they mm. have, so. The Cowboys have to give an injury report today. Is that the official injury no, report? That is or is just that what just was spotted what was at spotted. practice. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not right. the official Because I'm thinking report. they don't probably have to yeah. do one till tomorrow. Um, you know, Tom Brady gets a rest day every Wednesday now. You saw that, Man, right? Whatever, dude. Last <laughs> week it was Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Either you play or you don't play. Well, right? You practice or you don't practice. What, what is this deal? Got another hand. And I thought Brady. he had something going because he he wears a – and I didn't realize it. He wears a glove on his mm-hmm. left hand. Right. So when I was watching the game, not only did he have a glove on his left hand, but he had a white sleeve on his arm. And I'm going, well, they said he was a rest day. and That looks like they're protecting <laughs> something. Right? I, I, I don't like it. I don't like these different rules for different players. I, I get it. He's, you know, once you start singling people out for this or that, you know, then you get guys like me that are pissed off. Like, okay, hold up, man. <laughs> what about yeah, me? What about me? I had some moments where I really could have used this or that, chose not to, and I would, didn't even really have a choice. It wasn't I chose not to. And I just don't like it. If you're going to play, you play. If you can't play, you can't play. That's Tom, all this is Tom didn't give you rest days? Heck no. Parcells either. Or Belichick. <laughs> God, or, or Eddie Robb. Man, I had, all the, I had all those coaches, man. They didn't play, man. Yeah, what'd they ever do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they weren't winners. <laughs> No, no wonder you're ever since so old school. I am, man, for real. I am. I was taught old school. It was beat into my head, sometimes literally. So let's go. Uh, all right, Mickey, come up with something. I'm looking up something right I got, now. I got one for okay, you. Okay, go, because go, uh, I'm looking and, up something that's going to benefit this conversation. Mm. You know how, and I think this probably escaped with the dramatic win at the end, Cooper Rush's performance, Noah Brown's performance, mm-hmm. Micah Parsons' performance. Uh, but uh, Donovan Wilson had a hell of a game. And I, I think that got overlooked. And uh, Mike was asked about it today uh, and some asked somebody kind of put the question as what kind of impact does he have mm-hmm. or the safeties. And he said impact, he goes – He's, you already said it. He made an impact he in did. that game. He did. And he had a hell of a, a line. I, I believe he led him in tackles with eight. I thought, okay, yeah. Uh, nine, maybe somewhere mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. He played every single snap. Uh, and I just wanted to point out that this didn't just happen overnight. Remember, he had, he had surgery uh, in the offseason after, after the season was over. It was a... Um, shoulder, right? No, it was, what do they call it? Like an athletic muscle injury around your groin. Sports hernia? Sports hernia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. athletic hernia. <laughs> I, I, I was trying I to get it. It, remember, close, right? I, it was like we're playing. It, it, it triggered so, him. So some, there something you go. that rhymes with athletics. Sports. <laughs> we're, playing, we're playing password here, right? Alan London, not, not hosted by Wayne right. Nightingale. <laughs> yes, absolutely. See, it all comes in circle. Anyway, he had to, you know, he, I was told how hard he worked in the offseason, yeah. you know, to get right. And as a matter of fact, so every year uh, in the offseason they've been doing this, uh, they pick like 10 guys and they give them the offseason workout award. Like these guys did the best. They made the most gains. 
and this year they picked the guy that was kind of the, how would I say it, most valuable off-season workout award winner, and it was Donovan Wilson. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they because uh, one of the guys uh, last week was they gave him a T-shirt, right? Yeah. Uh, they give him a special cooked, <laughs> t-shirt. Din- a cook, a cooked dinner by the chef. Okay. And they get the top ten parking spots in that garage. And when I was talking to Wilson about it, we did a story on him for the Game Day magazine, and I mentioned the parking garage spot, and he goes, oh, that's big. He goes, that thing is long, right? And if you get to park up in the front, it saves you uh, a, a lot of lessons. And then this year, the strength and conditioning co- – now, actually, McCarthy did and Harold Nash. They came up with the award for the most valuable guy. And they they called it the Golden Whistle Award, and so when they took the picture of the the guys that won it this year uh, out at training camp, he had his gold chain on with this little gold nice, whistle there, and nice. he, he's holding it out <laughs> like this, right? So he was pretty proud of himself. But the bottom line is this just didn't happen overnight. You know, he's finally healthy, and boy, he'll he'll lay some wood out there on you. Well, too. I, I like what I saw was. First of all, he knew exactly where to be at all times. He was never out of position. And when he met the ball carrier, he met him with force. And these guys were bigger than he was. But there was like, you know, there was no, no you know, meek tackling you know, position. He packs a punch. He came he with it. And let's remember, before Jaron, he was the guy. Right. He was coming in, laying wood on everybody. He heard himself, as a matter of fact, if you recall. He played. He told me he heard it the first game of the year and played with it the entire season. Yeah. And yeah. he missed about five or six games. Yes, he did. Like that. Yes, he did. And and that's when we heard about J-Ron. Right. If you recall, J-Ron was still balling, but when, when Wilson got hurt, that's when we said, okay, wow, we've got another guy here. And it, talk, it spoke to the depth that we had in our secondary at the time. So, no, I'm not surprised at how he's playing at all. And when J-Ron comes back, I can't wait to see both of them on the field at the same time. You talk about uh, coming with it because Donovan brings it, and you know J-Ron's bringing it. Right. And, by the way, when we did our deal, Ron Springs, the late Ron Springs, he was always mad that Bob Brunick was given the offseason award (laughs) over him. And Bob Brunick got a Rolex Oh, my. Bob Ward was giving out Rolexes. So I don't know what the heck they're talking about with parking spaces. I'll take the Rolex. No parking kidding. space dinner back in the and a day, T-shirt. Back in the day. Yeah, a T-shirt. Get out of here with a whistle. Man, no. It's, <laughs> give, me a Ro- give me that Rolex that Bob Ward was giving out. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. one of the things the, the coaches pointed out about him uh, was that, because, you know, he, he had been injured kind of every year, mm-hmm. and they said it's just the way he plays. He hits so hard, and he goes in and there. And he's not and, that big right? Like J-Rob. And, and, and if you think about it, he, he you said he always is where he's supposed to be. Well, he had a tackle behind the line. He missed it. Remember, he dove through <laughs> right. on, the, on the running back, <laughs> right. and, and he kind of whiffed. Uh, but there was another play. Where he, he actually – He saw where it was coming. And he, he and, went through the running back and did right. not miss that tackle. Yeah. Yeah. It really speaks to having quality uh, depth throughout your roster. Mm-hmm. When yes. you lose a guy like Curse, and then you've got a guy like Wilson, who's basically a starter, who right. can True. assume that. Or same you lose role. Curse, True. and you yeah. can put Anthony Barr out there. When I was going to mention when him they go as well. Nickel, yeah. Right, and yeah. he had his best. He game had a good too. game, correct. And so, and that kind of 
helped out with taking up the slack of Curse not kind of playing that extra linebacker in the nickel. Not to overcommit, but all of that's happening because of uh, one person. Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of that. He's, he creates the havoc, and we come in and clean it up. And, and with Barr there, they have more flexibility mm-hmm. how they use Parsons. Because mm-hmm. when Quinn did his interview, somebody said about putting him on the on the defensive line all the time. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, when they're passing, yeah. just like that, yeah. right? Yeah. But he likes the flexibility of putting him oh, at linebacker. Hey, I think we're kind of stuck on that flexibility. I'm pretty sure uh, we're going to see Mark, 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 Mike on, on the line all they the just, time. But I just think if he's on the line all the time, they know where he's at. Mm-hmm. And they can double him and, and triple him. Not if, not if he times. comes from the inside the way they did and the, the other side. Right. You can well, still it's finding the weakness on that offense. Right. You can use him there. Find the soft spot. That's right. Mm-hmm. Man, that's the smart way to do it. He won't be in one spot because they, that way they can predict what, he'll, predict what he'll be. But if we show unpredictability, then their whole blocking scheme is kind of I just like that one when they use all three linebackers out there and you have four do- down defensive linemen and you put him on the line yes. next to Demarcus Lawrence. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, pick your poison. Well, I think that's what they ran when uh, Diggs made the play. Because I thought I remember Michael being inside mm-hmm. on that play. I could be wrong, but I thought they had crowded the inside there, and then all the picks went outside, and that gave Diggs a chance to make the move. And they actually played that perfectly because a lot of times when they do the bunch over there, now the DB's got to figure out who's going where, right? Either you're going with your guy or you're in zone. Well, Diggs, Diggs played off. He played and, off. And, and he got, that way he didn't get caught up in the interference. Yeah. Perfect decision. Okay, we got to close with – I'm going to close with this. You found what Ever, you were looking Everson for. Was, Everson was talking about who he had played for, you know, and from – All the coaches. Yeah, all the coaches <laughs> he had played for. Uh, so, we, okay, list them off there. Eddie Wilde, uh, Tom Landry. Okay. Parcells. Parcells. Belichick. And we could mention Nick Saban and you didn't somebody say, else. You didn't I say. didn't say G-G-G. No. <laughs> you didn't but say who? I didn't G-G. G-G. Oh. <laughs> but that's funny because because I had forgotten about Saban, and Saban was the defensive coordinator with the Browns right. uh, when Belichick was the head coach. Mm-hmm. This made me when you were rattling off those names, it reminded me of this little stat. Remember the other day I was talking about that the Patriots over the last 21 years yes. has have not Never started the season 0 and 2, and the Cowboys have only one time in the last 21 right. years that was in 2010 uh, didn't started the year 0 and 2. The Cleveland Browns franchise, whether it's the current one or the one that you played with. Or the Art Modell. Pre, yeah, yeah, the pre, yeah, Art Modell yeah, Browns. Right. Yeah, go ahead. All right. It's been since 1993 since they started the season 2-0. 2-0. and 2-0. Oh, I heard that one. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so who was the head coach? It was Bill Belichick. Oh, wow. So Belichick with the Patriots yeah. had never started in, in, in the last 21 years, 0-2. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and he's the last one to coach the Browns to a 2-0 and start. And you were a member of that there. team. And Nick Saban was his defensive That's coordinator. That's right. So Jim you, Bates was on that snap. Jim too. Bates, the D line. That's he, right. He played for all the big I coaches. Sure did. That's right. That's Even right. Jimmy and Jimmy probably and Saban didn't give you days off. Either. And and who would <laughs> no. Which of those coaches would excuse you <laughs> yeah. for tardiness if you were at the golf course late None. for a meeting? Okay. None. I can't think of one. Maybe yeah. Bates. <laughs> and Jim Bates. That's and right. Jim didn't have any juice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That does it for he this was edition. A gem, he was yes, good. he was. All right, and uh, we will chat at you again tomorrow at noon. Go Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?